Welcome to the Stories of Starting podcast. I'm Heather Boyd. As a self-employed artist for the last 30 years, I'm fascinated with people's passions and creative projects. In this series, we discover how people like you have started new projects by thinking outside the box, going with the flow, and tapping into their childhood imagination. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're here with my friend Patrick Ballian. So uh, Patrick, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Oh, thank you very much for having me on the show, Heather. Um, Yeah, my name is Patrick. I am a creator at at the core base and uh, that led me to starting a community with other content creators and now we do all kinds of events and activities to helping creators grow and help each other and yeah it's just this, this beautiful movement fantastic good so i'm gonna backtrack a little bit and tell everybody how we met so originally i heard about uh, when creator hq used to be called uh, youtube montreal yeah. i heard about you a few years ago and one of your members had created a video of you guys being up at the summit and doing a, sort of a tour of the of the lookout at the summit, mm-hmm. and I I was fascinated. I thought this is so cool. I didn't even know that there was a creator community in Montreal, and my daughter and I were both doing YouTube uh, at the time at uh, Mimi, and so we both signed up right away, submitted our YouTube channels, and became members. And then the first event I met you at was Buffer, which is a YouTube uh, festival in Toronto. So we, actually I don't even know if I met you there. I met Dave, I must have met you. I met you and Dave. And then after that, I really dove into the community and became a volunteer and uh, really just love what you guys were doing. Yeah, yeah, I think we had like a quick event at, at uh, the Popsicle stand, that's where we met, I think. Oh, Could it be? yes, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah we met for the first time and from there, that's when we went to Buffer right after, and yes, that's and we were right. There. Yes, yes. No, that's uh, that definitely brings us back in. Uh, yeah, that was in like about 2016. A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah because yeah, we did, we did a right. huge event, and that's like we did a huge event in May of that year, and okay. that's what made us like blow out. That's yes. what made us get known in front of the eyes of other entities and stuff, yes. as well as creators and. Uh, that's where we were invited to go on summit. That's where you know you yeah. discovered and many other people discovered us, and uh, here we are today. Yeah, it's yeah. really amazing. And I mean, personally, I've benefited so much from the community because um, I my YouTube channel has grown a lot. It's I'm up to like twenty thousand subscribers, wow. and I just hit two million views, which is that amazing. Is, that is insane. <laughs> that's that's more than me. I'm gonna admit. <laughs> like I, I don't consider myself as a guru, guru or anything. Yeah. Uh, or I'm not necessarily an expert of everything, but. Um, Definitely, like, like, like the tips and stuff I give to people, like, lead to what kind of like what you did too, like, yes. kind of like finding your niche, finding the certain things you want to do, the style and so yeah. on, to being where you are. And I feel like I don't even apply my whatever yeah. I tell people on my stuff, just because like I have like so much going so on at the same things, time, yeah. I can't just focus on that. And but I kind of, I kind of like also took a backtrack from YouTube to start focusing on my stuff or yes. like whether it's the events, whether it's other projects. Yeah. And. Uh, I kind of like gave like a little yeah. wiggly kind of road, and but I, I still feel it's growing, but maybe not as fast as what what you've you've seen the past couple of uh, months. Yeah. yeah, well, for sure for me because I'm very niche and I'm very on one topic. But I know you have so many projects on the go, including What's Up Montreal. So can you tell us a little bit about What's Up Montreal? Yeah, so that that is like the YouTube channel that that kind of got everything 
started right now yeah uh, just because like that was like because I had other channels before and that was okay. a YouTube channel that put me in, in a state of like that's my first channel that I'm thinking like, seriously that's the first channel I'm thinking okay. professionally yes and uh, yeah so like the idea came from what we wanted to cover things around the city of Montreal yes. um, just because I'm from the suburbs and I was going to university so I want I love the city I love discovering the city yeah and I love doing videos so I just put two together and said I'm gonna be covering the things I'm discovering yes and recommend them to other people and yeah. that led me to start what's at Montreal and today it is a recommendation base where yes. a lot of people are able to go go on our different uh, platforms there's mm -hmm. Instagram Facebook YouTube and so on and get recommendations of what to see and what to do around the city of Montreal and exactly. it's I mean it's it, it became a community on its own and it's it's, it's true. this this past couple of months I would say it's really even growing exponentially in a sense that people have been joining in the movement and yes. starting to, to um, just you know capture their moments and yeah. share with us and, and and I find that very very touching to see like like it's doing more than what was my discoveries it really yeah. brought the Montreal community to make their own discoveries and share those discoveries with others to help others the same way I was That's helping right. others yeah it's true and what what started with sort of this YouTube channel has really grown thanks to you know different platforms on the internet and I know you're really super active on uh, stories on Instagram stories yeah. which yeah. is such a wonderful way and even you've done a lot of live streams too which is such a great way to reach people and to be interactive yeah yeah um, definitely it did open uh, like new possibilities and new windows yeah and um, that YouTube just couldn't do it on its own. Yes. Um, I mean, the whole movement of video on demand is it's, it's on demand. It's, mm. it's, 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 it's on growth. And a lot of people uh, rather consume media on demand. Mm -hmm. But um, even that wasn't enough interactive yeah. with your own audience. And uh, stories are able to, you can, you can create like different different actions for people to take to re react to them right yes. away they're only there for a temporal time so yeah. people have no choice to react once they're up because if not it, it disappears yeah. uh, doing lives um, doing all kinds of the stuff we're doing online right now with our new the new tools and stuff mm -hmm. are definitely giving a much more um, direct reaction yes. rather than like maybe someone's got a comment on an old video that's like three four years old yeah and you're like oh i'm, I'm past that you know that's right so uh definitely things become more relevant if it's um if it's uh during the time like by, yeah, it's yeah i know because often you'll tag me in a story and then by the time i get to it it's already gone because you really have to be quick you really have to be on it to definitely uh, to definitely see it. yeah yeah no that's fantastic and tell me um i know you've you've mentioned to me before that when you were much younger you used to do video as well so what would have been some of your very first videos that you did uh, a lot of comedy sketches okay actually. cool I did a lot of uh, well. I mean, no. I started. I started with like AM, AMVs, which is like anime, uh, anime music videos. Oh wow! Because I used to, I had a editing software. Um, I mean, I was pretty young, so like yeah. filming would have have been like that much easy access. Okay. So I would have like I I would take clips from the internet because back then there was no YouTube, so you could just like download videos from like different okay. platforms, like yeah, like yeah. music platforms and so on. So I used to download. Um, videos from different animes I used to watch. Oh, I used wow. to download uh, video game footage. Okay. And I used to put a music track and then like 
sync it kind of like making a music video out of it how fun and it, it, it's actually a thing right now on youtube like it's called wow. amv a a lot of people do it and it's super cool oh my and god I actually so you that. were doing this a long time ago i was doing it a long time ago wow. i started editing at the age of 11 and that's amazing due to this lego toy i i bought when i got as a gift and it was um they had as a software it had its own um stop motion lego software oh wow but you couldn't create stop motion on your own it was okay. already like it was already shot by lego okay so it, it, it kind of introduced me to the whole concept of timelines Interesting. like what is a timeline how does a timeline work yeah. how do you put clips one after the other how do you add music it started like there so then the amvs i started doing amvs I, then i started doing um you know i had a camera so i started filming stuff that's yeah. happening at home or around um, you know family events and then starting to write scripts and doing funny sketches or improv and and it was before YouTube ever was a thing, so there was no yeah. way to to share this online. I was gonna say, like, did you share these? Uh, you, you, at all? No, you, no, because you, we couldn't, we couldn't share them. And now I didn't, I don't want to share because, they, I mean, obviously, like, it, it, it involves my family members and it's okay, like, it yeah. comes very private. Yeah, and true. maybe sometimes a little bit too embarrassing. Yeah. But uh, no, it was fun. Like that's how I started doing videos and editing and so on. And yeah, great learning process. Oh yeah, and then when when yeah, and then when YouTube came to place. Um, it gave a platform to do a much more series, much yeah. more, you know, like have a concept. And as a kid, I was always like interested in the entertainment world, so doing like videos, um, or like being in the, like, do, uh, rather, rather doing videos, acting, mm -hmm. having a TV show, having a TV channel. Yeah. I used to always be fascinated with TV. I used to always watch TV, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna go um, on YouTube. Yeah. and create my own series because obviously I'm too young to yeah. have maybe my own TV show yeah. uh, uh, pitched but YouTube gave me definitely the opportunity to start whatever I wanted to do and I did a lot of tests and stuff but finally coming to WhatsApp Montreal was like yeah. okay now I have a, a common theme mm -hmm. I can have a series out of it mm -hmm. I can go on um, I definitely wanted to do more and like more like a series like like yeah. not just like temporal videos where it's like you watch the video and you're like okay I get it but it goes mm -hmm. but more I want to do episodic things I never got the time to do, actually do like a web series because that, that takes a tremendous like, a lot of time yeah. uh, but it would have been cool to create some sort of web series yeah. um, but I was definitely able to create also a game show an online game show oh my gosh which, fun which yeah which, yeah which 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 was much more entertaining to watch you can always re-watch it it's not like was something was it the race? it was the race I love that yeah, yeah. so it's like it's like the WhatsApp Montreal videos were like um like you will watch it, like you will get the information, but you will not necessarily reconsume it. Yeah. Some of them you would, but most of them you won't. Mm -hmm. But the the race one definitely allowed me to. Um, yeah, I love that one. I remember to, getting really interested yeah, in it. Yeah, oh. yeah, and, and those were more those were more fun to to actually produce and do like with yeah. like. But uh, eventually, like maybe if, if I could do story building, that could be cool too. Like, yeah. like I, I still keep watching TV shows, and I'm like, how cool it would be like to be part of the team to producing these yeah. kind of shows. Um, and it's because, incredible yeah, it's that different. people have that opportunity now. Like I know yeah. when I, I started a series called Wire Lady TV, and it's like weekly live streams that I do, and it's literally like no trouble at all to do it because you just basically hop in on live. So basically, you know, I've created my own TV show, in which anybody can do now on the oh, on yeah. the internet. It's oh, really yeah. amazing. Yeah, like the definitely social media and the whole internet era like gave us an opportunity to you know be discovered to yeah. be able to push to put things out there because it, it's again interesting when I look back and besides the videos I used to always take pictures of random stuff whether there okay. was architectural buildings whether it was 
uh, my food at the restaurant and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I, we couldn't share. There's nowhere to share this stuff. Yeah. And people used to look at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> or I used to go out with friends at high school and take pictures all the time. Yeah, and people yeah. are like, what is this kid doing? What are you going to do with them? Yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? And today, it's the inverse. If you're not taking a picture, you're a weirdo. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's the yeah, complete yeah. opposite. So to see that dynamism, like how, how things change, yes. uh, it's fascinating for me. And it's like... Because I'm always like, like I used to do this way before social media was a thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was always a passion yeah. to take pictures, to take videos, to do stuff with media, and and now it's like anyone could well, could it. have its own channel and stuff, and and be online, yeah. um, just because they have the opportunity. And, and yeah. uh, you're right, like people, like a lot of people started their own TV shows, yeah. Like web series, a lot of people started their talk shows, let's yeah. say the podcast and so on. Well, the podcast thing is huge now, you yeah. know. And yeah. and to me, I really resonated with the podcast. I actually took a course with Creator HQ about podcasting. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this is interesting. I'd love to do it. So I did the course, and I thought this is cool. I was a little intimidated with the technology, but then after having talked to you and you recommended a platform and all that, I realized, oh, this is much easier than. I thought it would be and yeah definitely yeah. even even for me like it's like um, I don't know like doing podcasts for me is less fulfilling because like I feel the challenge isn't there for me like okay. I'd rather do videos and like like create a story and so, yeah. so on uh, with podcasts uh, what I like about podcasts is that uh, it's so easy to produce yes it's true. so quick and easy to produce yeah. because you don't have the whole visual aspect yeah um, except for this one that's except, except on for YouTube. this one yeah except for this one but but in generally speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, like there's not much editing or anything you just like yeah. you know it's it's very quick easy yeah. and it's up and then people love it they consume it much yeah, more easily huh. so so it's fulfilling more in that sense yeah but less in the sense of like pre the producer production aspect because it's it's so Quick. And then one note I wanted to say it's also like um, artists, but also musicians. Mm -hmm. Musicians getting the opportunity Absolutely. to get discovered because like before we had to go through a label, you oh had God, to get yes. you know you had to be discovered by these big, the big players and, and, yeah. and thing to be to be even having uh, your own uh, music being played on the radio and so yeah. on. And today, you know, with Spotify and all these different apps that exist, you put your music out there, you get discovered, wow, and yeah, and, and possibly a radio show will call you on to put your music there, or you oh, can yeah. you can make your own CDs or anything. Like it's it's way more accessible, and it's it's getting people like it's really showing that everyone could be creative, yeah. and everyone could put things out there. And coming back to creator issue, that's the whole purpose. It's like yeah. you're able to do what you love, be who you are, yeah. and still have a platform to to put yourself out there so it's yeah. like people who say i love doing like writing books for example mm -hmm. well guess what you can actually have your own ebook yeah and it won't cost you much and 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 you can have it out there and people can discover you well yeah and yeah you can, you can you, like it really brings your creativity out there that usually you would think you're not creative it's true yeah. and speaking it's funny because speaking of authors i remember i discovered a canadian author uh terry forget his last name now but anyways what he did because he was sort of banging his head against the wall trying to get published so what he ended up doing was uh, creating audiobooks of his uh, his his books and so he would read a chapter a week and put it out online I don't know SoundCloud or something like that and then ultimately he developed this huge following for his books and he got a publishing deal because of that exactly but he just true he thought a little bit outside of the box and found a creative way to get his work out there mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. really all about kind of thinking out the box outside of the box a little bit sometimes too oh definitely yeah, yeah. i mean especially these days you have, to, you have to try to stand out yeah just because like 
like I said, everyone is on it. Yes. Everyone is online. Yeah. Everyone's creating something and everyone's trying to get the attention. So how do you, what do you have to do to be on that spotlight to the point where like, if everyone starts creating, which for us, it seems a lot of people because we're surrounded by creative people, yeah. but in actual stats is very, very low. Okay. Like, like if you check the regular, like the general population, like how many people are actually creating okay. for creating, like, you mm -hmm. know, like maybe they'll, they might be like, capturing some things here and there also for social yeah. media but like as a, not just as a job but as a, like a regular thing yeah the percentage is very low but high enough that you still have to like try to like you have to stand you have out. to stand yeah. out you have to, you have to be discovered yeah so um you, you have to think about like the consumers uh, whoever who's gonna watch your stuff it's not the it's not the creators it's definitely the ones who are not yeah. creating who are probably gonna watch your stuff so uh, it's how, how to get to their their attention yeah. definitely and you and you really still want to be very authentic too because you know there you see a lot of creators that are kind of mim mimicking what other people are doing but if it doesn't resonate with you or if it doesn't kind of fit uh, who you are it doesn't you do you don't believe it anymore like there's so much stuff we see online that just you just don't even want to watch it because it just doesn't seem authentic definitely but, yeah no I know definitely what you mean it's like I mean, there's some people who are mimicking because they want to learn the process, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. But then there's those who are just mimicking just because they want to, you know, hop on the bandwagon of like getting getting recognition. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, today doesn't really work. Like, yeah. You know, you might get discovered here and there, um, but if you continue doing the same game, you're not original enough to yeah. to be able to people to watch you. So yeah, you're right about the whole authenticity and like putting mm -hmm. yourself out there and just. Um, being true to yourself and, and also ha not having big expectations yeah. like a lot of people come into this and they're like oh I'm gonna get uh, so many followers yeah. uh, or I'm gonna get so much money right away and so on and you're mm -hmm. like that's not how it works and you're able to like, it makes it easier to spot those who are like faking it too like mm -hmm. those who are saying oh uh, I am getting um, I'm getting sponsored by this company and so on and you end up, you end up uh, finding out it's not true because you just know in, the, in terms of the practice of how much time it took you or the people who are actually getting paid and so on yeah. like to, to get their brand deals or whatnot, you're able to spot them and that, uh, that, that the kind of like being lack of authenticity, um, well, you know, it's, 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 it is short term because, yeah. because people, people do get tired and we've seen that many times. Mm -hmm. like a lot of creators start having high expectations, not meeting expectations, trying to fake their expectations, yeah. not, not being fulfilled quitting yeah just because like that like they're, tr they're trying to live up to this lie mm -hmm. and we all know like living up to a lie takes more energy yeah you know it, it drains your en it drains your energy too mm -hmm. like it makes you more tired to just to keep up with those lies yeah you have and to love what you're doing yeah, yeah. and not do it just for the fame exactly right. and that's and that is going to make people have burnouts yeah and, and crash out and say i can't do this anymore and in the, in the, in the real sense i guess i'm being biased i've said that I can't do this anymore, but in my case, it was more. It was a different reason. But I'm just saying, like, uh, in general speaking, a lot yeah. of creators do come here and they do say they can't do this anymore yeah. because because they've had it enough to try to keep up with today's standards exactly. of what is a social media influencer, what is a social yeah. media content creator, or, or trying to keep up and um, you know, slow growth yeah. in authenticity will bring you a way longer way yeah, exactly. um, than at fast growth. And, and being depressed yeah like so crash and burn exactly yeah. exactly so take your time yeah. breathe it's okay you don't get um, as many views it's okay you don't get as many subs it's yeah. okay you don't get paid for it yet 
but it's not if you're doing it for those reasons and you're not you're going right. to go up very quickly that's true. Um, not to say that you shouldn't analyze what's working what's not working mm -hmm. but just like don't put put like uh, standards where you're gonna be famous in the next two months by doing this um, a lot there's a lot of factors that you can it, that might be out of even out of your control yeah. or unrealistic to yeah. reach there and uh, if you do it for passion and being authentic then definitely you're you're gonna you're gonna stay in the game for longer well that's it and, and like you were saying you've seen a lot of people who have uh, had burnouts and stuff which is one of the reasons why uh, the creator HQ has created these or the lounge I guess lounge 42 tell, tell us a little bit the difference between the definitely two. yeah so uh, I mean the most easy difference between the lounge and creator HQ is the lounge is the physical space where we are right now it's a yes. physical, it's a physical space it's a, it's a cultural space where you know we, we stay in a neutral form of you know where we want to do studies, where we want to get information, where we want to put on events, uh, represent different communities. Not only creator HQ, but definitely represent multiple different communities mm -hmm. um, that are part of the digital realm right. uh, about social media and so on, about productivity that take part here okay. uh, at the two locations. And um, yes, uh, the, the confusion part comes because the first year it was a lot of creator HQ. Yes, because creator HQ was part of the the. The birth, you would yes. say, of Lounge Forty Two Eighty Four, which was in conjunction with a co-working space called How Twenty Four Seven. So together, coming together, the community and a co-working space, we created this um, space, a cultural space that that reflects about anything that's the digital, yes. digital um, um, era and so mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And um, but what's interesting is that uh, many times, like you're right, like Creator HQ will collaborate with the lounge yes. to do events to do stuff and exactly. and other communities you know like we had like a couple of weeks couple of weeks ago it was linkedin local That's so right. creator issue had nothing to do with it yeah. it was completely linkedin local women who came into the space and and had held their event yes. with the lounge who who, who put it in front for them okay. and uh, so yeah so it's it stays on the more educational role it mm -hmm. stays more on the on uh, the study role on the on the on the facility role and yeah. stuff like that and Creator HQ will focus more on the creator side. It's yes. it's a community for content creators. Like the lounge has has its own community that regroups multiple communities, mm -hmm. but the Creator HQ will regroup mainly creators. Yeah. Especially now more Montreal, but we are expanding. Like we have yeah. people asking us from like across North America to to be present and create a, a branch there. Okay. And and uh, but yeah, so definitely it's like. Uh, you know, we will do events all yeah. around. We will do all kinds of things, but um, in a very different approach with the goals of always putting creators up front. Yes. That's the main thing, yeah. So Patrick, tell us a little bit about the big creator event coming up in the fall. We had one last year and now we're, we're its second version is coming up in November. Yes, you're talking about Rick. Rick, right? Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> uh, fall is a big time for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot happening. Yeah. But yeah, so Rec, um So you see, like Rec is a perfect example of what Creator HQ will put mostly in in front. Yes. And we are using the facilities at the lounge. The again, the most confusing part is because I'm doing both. Yeah. So it's like it's like people are like, what are you doing? Uh, unfortunately, I cannot separate myself or put a mask every time. Maybe, yeah, maybe I should just do that. Um, but yeah. So Rec, we did we did one last year. The whole goal was to create some sort of convention for content creators here in Montreal. We've yeah. had several different kind of conventions. Um, they're no longer really around. They're very like it's very rare to see something happening here in Montreal mm -hmm. for multiple reasons. And we really definitely wanted something that was less industry, more by creators for creators. Yeah. And Rec was a perfect 
example of that kind of event. So it wasn't one of those big events, big creator events like VidCon and so on, or Playlist Live, VidCon, those are like huge uh, conventions, big spaces, big stuff. I would dream to do events like that. It could be part of their team or just create my own. Yeah. I, I would love to do something like that. That's super like, it's a big challenge and it's very yeah, fulfilling. It. Yeah. yeah, but um, the problem with bigger events right away, not only is it the question of are we gonna have the audience or not because we could probably have the audience, mm -hmm. but it's more of what is the end result. So again, because we're trying to put creators in front, uh, we wanted by creators for creators, an event that's completely reflecting on the needs of what kind of creators. And rank was a perfect example because it the three letters represents the three different stages that people go through when they attend these events. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, everything we do is bilingual. So because especially we're in Quebec, mm -hmm. a lot we have a lot of French members who want to want to take part of it. So rec is one of the perfect examples. Yeah. It's it was a bilingual event, and it's it's still going to be a bilingual event. And the three stages are R being real, real, realization or realize. So yeah. realizing what are our flaws, realizing what we want to work on, what are our weaknesses. So then we go to uh, step number two, which is E, educate. We yes. get educated on, on these. How can we get stronger in these? Or, or are we going to take the decision of saying, okay, I'm not good at this. Am I going to delegate this? So like making those, this, making those realizations through the education aspect. Yeah. And C, being uh, creation, creativity. Yes. Uh, very important that people don't leave empty-handed. Yeah. Like we have a lot of creator labs, we have activities going on so that people can actually um, implement implement whatever they learn exactly yeah, and and, so and leave with something with their hands and saying I did something today yeah. I, I didn't just sit down and learn and mm -hmm. do stuff we'll have to say that the workshops itself are very hands-on yeah. but um, but then but then you really get to the creative part whether it's you, you learn how to create a video you create a video you do collaboration you yeah. do the act different activities there's so much things going on that really fills your day and, and it kind of reflects the, the, the general convention format where there's multiple tracks so you can actually yeah. choose if you want to go to the more the panels which we call them rec plays mm -hmm. or you want to go to the workshops or you want to go to the labs you can really choose the different yeah. facilities and that's why it's perfect to do them at the at one of the two locations at the lounge yeah. because it's multiple floors multiple rooms and people can read that uh, disperse and, and choose what they want to do again with the whole concept of the on-demand system which yeah. means doing it on their own time. Of course, there's a schedule, yeah. the only difference, but uh, the choice is yours. It's or you go to a workshop or you go to a panel or you go yeah. take a break or you go to do the lab. You choose what you want to do at your own pace during the day. And there's so many things that's happening yeah. at a frequently basis. So it's almost, you don't miss it necessarily. So yeah, so those are coming back in this fall. And not, not only is it a great opportunity to learn practical skills, mm -hmm. but it's such a great opportunity to collaborate. Like I've met mm -hmm. so many people through this community and at events like that where we've done video collaborations, all kinds of just shared ideas, yes. uh, all kinds of different things. Like everybody in this community has their niche, has their talents, mm -hmm. and I find it's it's such an amazing synergy between uh, all the members. Oh, definitely. And and I mean, that's you've been observing that since day one. Mm -hmm. Any type of event we've held, whether it was rec or something else, people always end up networking, meeting yes. each other, and deciding to collaborate and do something. And that was a, one of the most beautiful outcomes from what we've been doing so far. Yeah. And we want to continue doing those because online communities are great. Mm -hmm. um, you can potentially build uh, collaborations, 
but nothing beats meeting people in person. In person exactly. And and that was something that we did do and we give a lot of space during our events to foster that to kind yeah. of you know increase the chance of people meeting each other and doing it, whether it's through activities because maybe they're too shy to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Like we did a speed call app and stuff, yes. or maybe it's directly um, like people are just like, Oh, you're a creator, I'm a creator, what are you doing? Oh, this is yeah. so cool, let's let's do something together. Like we've seen so many synergies like so much, being being yeah. built during the time and and it's, it's it's one of the core things that we do and, and makes us dif- different from many other events that we've seen. Well, that's it, because some people just don't realize the importance of uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, when you when you work together, you both get stronger. But uh, I, I think there's still is, uh, some people that consider uh, competition too much. And, and it's really, I, I don't have that mentality at all. You know, even if mm-hmm. somebody else is doing jewelry or the same things I'm doing, I think if we work together and help each other, that's, that's the best thing. I oh, yeah, definitely like, like at the end, like, um, collaborations do bring people a very, like w- way further than what they could have done on their own. Yeah. Um, just to say like, you know, producing a video, especially like we have been, you know, seeing a lot of TV, you know, TV yeah. videos on TV, uh, TV shows or so on, movies and stuff. No one created that alone. Yeah. So if exactly. one, if you want to, you know, be at the caliber, it takes a whole team yeah. to do that. I mean, maybe less because web, you know, we have more flexibility and people have more access to technology. But regardless to say, mm-hmm. more people are part of it, better the product it's going to be. And you're right. There, it's like, what is competition really? Yeah. Like in this case, there is no real big competition, whether whether it is in the event planning sector, mm-hmm. whether it is in the uh, creator sector, um, there there's always opportunities to collaborate and do yeah. stuff together rather than to working against each other because, I mean, you're going to put negative, negative um, energy out there and it's just going to come back to you as well, negative. Exactly. So, so uh, you know, the, the community really, uh, uh, you know, believes and values um, you know, the, the communication, the yes. collaboration between people. So Patrick, another event coming up is uh, a social media kind of detox type event. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that one. This one, this one's very important. Um, again, like where we are today, we never thought we were going to get to this point. So, yeah. you know, the community already, you know, evolved from simple meetups to, you know, having uh, questions, having to need more and more information, more resources to uh, I can't do this anymore yeah, situations yeah. and and uh, this whole social media era especially the last year and a half mm-hmm. has been causing a lot of you know and whether it's anxiety whether it's depression mm-hmm. whether it's you know just generally not being happy yeah. of what's happening and and by being the community a lot of people come to us and they do express themselves saying these things yeah and then, and then they realize they're not alone, and, and, and a lot of people are having these issues. Mm-hmm. So we said, why don't we do a detox event where we get away from our phones? And funny enough, after playing the first one, um, there was a blackout on social media, oh, and people actually said, oh my god, I feel so good that I don't have to be online anymore. At yeah. first, people were panicking, oh, I have to post, I have to post, I have to post, yeah, oh my god, yeah. it it's not going through, to it's not working, let me just do something else yeah. today. And then people felt good. So and then we did, when we did the, the event they came, the same kind of feeling came. So the detox event, uh, event I, I would say events uh, in plural because mm-hmm. there are many now, um, are great because, again, it's a no phone zone. Yeah. So for once, don't worry about taking pictures. Don't worry about answering your calls, answering your texts or whatever. No phone zone. And, and I know it's hard even for me because the last, oh. the last event I had to like, 
I want to document this because one, it was so beautiful. I want to yeah. document it, but then again, I have to realize I'm doing against what I'm supposed to be doing. That's right. So no phones. Uh, focus on yourself. Yeah. Focus on your environment. Focus on the people. So we do a lot of exercises about confidence. We do a lot of exercises about connecting with ourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of exercises about connecting with others yeah. and just being human at the core. And finishing it off with a with a group discussion where we talk about things uh, beyond the whole scope of likes and followers and so yeah. on, because people and this was by, by the way this was I'm gonna give a shout out to Stephanie Erickson. Stephanie mm-hmm. was the one who came up with this title, and she did a she did a mini series on on her uh, channels yeah. talking about this, and and I I found it it was, it was fascinating. That's why we had her last time. Uh, it's because it's true. It's it's how do what do we do to detach ourselves. From what's the technology and social media? How, what do we do to to um, try to become back who we are ourselves and 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 pass these numbers? Mm-hmm. Like because what if I ask you a question right now and think about it, all your listeners and viewers, think about it. What are the likes? Mm-hmm. What are the followers? Honestly, how is this changing your life? Yeah. And 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 if you critically think about it and how what impact is it doing? Most of the time, you will come to a negative response because you're like. And I'm, 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 there's no judgment or there's no presumptions or anything, mm-hmm. but most people have expressed this, including myself. Yeah. Oh wait, having so many likes is is not equating happiness. No. Or have you know? Uh, most of the time, I'm having less likes than other people, and I'm like, oh, I must be doing something wrong, mm-hmm. which you're not. Mm-hmm. No. But but numbers are kind of they're you know they're they're trying to play a trick and and kind of justifying what's good and that's not good yeah. about your performance, but. It's really getting beyond that. So, so we talk about that, and it really makes people open up and and talk and and say, hey, you know what, you know this this works and this doesn't work, and they feel so much better after. Yeah, it was a wonderful event. Yeah, uh, the last one. Yeah, yeah. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it, and it's true. Like there's there's things like now on Instagram they're implementing where the likes are hidden and all that kind of thing. And to me, when that happened, I was like, oh, what a relief, you know. To me, the numbers are just a distraction. I know a lot of people, they're just, they buy their likes and followers they anyways, do. so there's, they you do. don't even know what's real and what's not real anymore. I, I might add about that, about the things about people buying numbers and stuff, they're, they also come to us. Yeah. Because they're also sad, because, because like we said at the beginning of this whole conversation, if you're faking it, then you're, you know, you're trying to keep up with, with lying and lying yeah. and lying and that's so much more draining yeah. so it does make you more sad it does make you like more tired and yeah. you don't want to do it anymore yeah. so so yeah so we get like we get as much people who are not getting enough likes to who are getting a lot of fake likes yeah. to people who just want to be oh, I, I want to take a break from yeah. this because like a lot of creators we spoke to not only just from Montreal but just from all around mm-hmm. especially at Buffer when we went to Buffer a lot of them would say like it's a non-stop job we yeah. wake up we're online we sleep that's when we're off mm-hmm. and it, that's not very healthy and that's not it doesn't have a big return and, and, and true, if yeah. that's the cost of surviving to be a social media influencer or social media content creator yeah. then the cost is way too high to keep on doing it I don't want to discourage anyone, but this yeah. is this is the well, true need, core value. Yeah, you need a balance. And yeah. I mean, you even hear about people that sleep with their phone, and then and then they're like texting in the middle of the night. And I know that you've been approached by schools to go in and talk to the kids about you know how to have a balance. Definitely, and, and again, that was something that we didn't expect. Like, mm-hmm. how would I know that schools are going to call me five years after I started the community yeah. to say, hey, something's going wrong in the schools? Yeah, and it's sad to hear. Yeah, that uh, you know, kids are being affected as much as we are, and yeah. and uh, but they're 
they're being affected on a different level as well because that's the only thing they know now yeah. because they grew up with social media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, wh- whether it is cyberbullying, whether it is, you know, um, overexpressing yourself, yeah. whether it is trying to keep up with the game and having the likes and so on, the whole gamification, by the way, with, with the apps that makes us, you know, try to get more and more and more. Yeah. Um, the kids are being sick. Uh, I mean, we are, you know, principals are complaining that they're having anxiety, they're having depression due to these, these, these you know, or partly at least from these actions. And then you're like, what to do? And, and now, um, like it hasn't been official official yet because we're still waiting for the okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we did get um, approached to, to intervene. Okay. And, and these are from eight year olds to like, yeah. to see jet people from like, who, who so are like now. 19, 20 yeah. and so on, um, to intervene, to try to help them understand what's going on yeah. and build their confidence or uh, whether it is the, the the children or whether it is uh, the parents and uh and i, I was very i was very um forward and I, yeah. and i want to make sure that everyone uh, understands this at this level is that i am not an expert when it comes to helping kids i don't have any training and i can't really help them much yeah. but the way we're helping them is okay i understand social media i understand what's happening mm-hmm. Let me go get people who actually work with kids, who are yeah. certified to work with kids, yeah. to to build a group to to go and talk to these kids yeah. and and see what's happening and be able to help them because uh, these people, these professionals are equipped. They're yeah. experts. They're equipped with with the methodologies and the solutions to helping them. However, you might say, why didn't the schools just do that? Yeah. The thing is, even even now, the the. The, the, the teachers and the experts and, the, and everyone who's, who's there to intervene don't have the knowledge of mm, social media exactly. so, they, so, they, yeah. so they don't yeah. understand it so so they tried intervening in the past they didn't understand how to intervene yeah. because they don't understand the realities that the kids are going and that's that's where I come in yeah. and say okay I know what our kids going through in the sense that we're on social media yeah. this is what social media is doing to us talking to the kids we get to understand more and now we can I actually offer them solutions and help and even save them because like yeah. you know we've, we've seen cases from across Canada and the states and in the news where there were suicide attempts or yeah. even even suicides that did happen to yeah, kids yeah. and that is sad to hear yeah. that, it, that it has reached that level and and uh, if, if we can use our knowledge mm-hmm. and our resources to put an end to that or at least reduce it well, yeah. why not and it's a great, you know, sort of role model that here we are, people that are creators, we rely on social media for our business, for our livelihood, but recognize that there are problems and we need to find kind of a happy medium in Definitely. this Definitely. It's, yeah. it's all about balance. It's yeah. all about understanding. It's, it's a detachment. If yeah. you're able to detach yourself from the whole technology, mm-hmm. you're, you're going you're, you're to do good. Because yeah. you need, today, everyone needs social media. Mm-hmm. It is the way of communication. It is the way to also do advertising, especially yeah. if you're a business. So you, you cannot get away from it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there. It's part of life. So how do you work with it and not yeah. be forced to do stuff? So it's, it's really understanding what social media is and how it's, it's a tool. It's a communication tool. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and you can build communities and you can do stuff with it, but it stays there, communication. That's the major right. word is communication there. And it stays, it stays in that realm. And it's same way that you don't have you don't you're not on the phone twenty four seven. You're you're not gonna be twenty four seven on your apps. So you can you can just put it away and 
you know, whenever you need it, whenever it's time, mm -hmm. you go back to it and then you respond and stuff. There's no, honestly, there is no urgency. Whether it is a business uh, meeting or whatever, oh, yeah. whether it is, it is something, you know, someone's trying to answer your comment or yeah. something. There is no rush. You can take your time to yeah. answer it. Just like before, if you miss a call, you answer them back whenever you can. Well, yeah. It's it's, same thing. You have to sort of go back a little bit to that old school mentality where, yeah. you know, you do need your time off, whether it be weekends or what have you. Uh, because I know uh, when I sell on Etsy, I have people sending me conversations all the time, day and night, because, you know, it could be a different time zone at the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel guilty if I even leave it for the weekend. I know business-wise it's maybe not the best practice, mm -hmm. but at the same time I realize that I do need that, that distance, that, oh, you, that a bit of a break. You do, and, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, it's not a bad business decision because, um, yeah, because we're like, okay, someone's ordering something online, we want to be active right away, mm -hmm. but you're one person yeah, operating exactly. this business, and if, if the weekend you're taking time off because your shop is closed, yeah. then people can wait for three days to exactly. get the shipment. I mean, I mean the, the real, true, loyal customers will understand that you're a human being, true. you're one person doing all this, true. and you need your time's up. And if, if it was an urgency, they would probably write to you or yeah. try to call you or do something else. Yeah. Um, but if not, um, you know, like, no, you're a human true. being. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you have to respect that. Yeah. So Patrick, I had just one more question that I wanted to ask you because um, I know you do a lot of public speaking at events now. And uh, and then you had told me that you weren't always comfortable public speaking mm -hmm. and you had taken an acting class to help you get more out there. So can yeah. you just tell us a little bit about that? I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 was, I was a very shy person um, the whole time because I was always fear of being judged. Mm. It, it, it's a common ground. It's, it's yeah. always the fear of being judged. Taking those acting classes made me discover who I am, made me discover um, why I do certain things in a certain way, and understanding really who, overall. Yeah. And, and, and by discovering yourself, it helps you conquer those fears mm -hmm. and understand, like, okay, well, what are you doing and stuff. And those, that class also taught me of no one actually cares, yeah. you know? The way I am and stuff. Yeah. Like if you think about yourself, do you care how what the person across the street is wearing or doing or do you know? You, mm -hmm. you don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah. No one has time for that. And and making those realizations that no one has time to think about all those details that you are overthinking about yourself mm -hmm. makes you say, okay, you know what? Like I could just be myself, and people are gonna like me. Honestly, that transition between you know, like being super shy and hiding stuff and not being myself to understanding who I am and being true to myself and putting myself out there has made me make the best connections, like yeah, people, meeting people absolutely. like you, uh, having, you know, meeting my best friends, meeting, yeah. you know, like it, it gave me so many opportunities mm -hmm. and and every day, like I'm not the only one, I have so many of my friends or people I would meet there would be like going through the same stuff I was going yeah. and as soon as they make the realization that, you know, judgment you know, getting away That's from right. judgment, they feel, you know, they start feeling good about themselves yeah. and, and the shyness goes away. Yeah. And one of the things that class taught me is actually what is to the core of judgment is uh, we, when, <laughs> when we think about the judgment, it's because like, we, we are basically, when we start judging people, yeah. that's what the teacher was saying, when we start judging people, it's we're judging um, the bad traits about ourselves I've heard that. that we see on yeah, people exactly. and you know what when I thought about it it's mm -hmm. true mm -hmm. when yeah. I was thinking of how what, what the other person is doing and stuff like when I was like starting to have the judgmental feelings yeah. I was just reflecting myself in those people mm -hmm. the people I don't think nothing was wrong with them yeah. 
it was just it was all me yeah and and a lot of times that's what other people are going through yeah. so so definitely acting class if, if there's anything that's gonna make you do self-discovery it's gonna help you overcome your yeah. future stuff do it and talking about self-confidence one of the people on our team working with the schools and stuff mm -hmm. that's what she's gonna be doing Amazing. it's doing self-confidence exercises so that kids build that self-confidence yeah. are able to overcome and again that solves a lot of issues like a lot yeah. of issues Bullying, most of the time bullying starts because of low self-confidence yeah. or something that happened mm -hmm. dramatically in their lives and stuff that will cause them to do that. Mm -hmm. So self-confidence plays that. Self-confidence will play in the shyness. Self-confidence yeah. will play in, 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 the, in, the, in the children's performance mm -hmm. as well as the adults today. Mm -hmm. So self-confidence, understanding who you are, how, how, how can you overcome it, and then um, by, by having the comprehension of knowledge, you're able to overcome your fears and just be able to talk like I'm talking right now. Yeah. I would have never been able to do this yeah. like what six, seven years ago about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never no, yeah. and I know that uh, there was, uh, we did a couple of our acting workshops at REC last mm -hmm. year and uh, and definitely some really interesting uh, uh, exercises. One that I loved was just the eye contact exercise, which was very interesting. And uh, Which yeah. we do at during the detox. Okay, that was it. We're yeah. going to do it at the detox. Yeah, nice. because, yeah. because like, like doing eye contact can sometimes become intimidating to people and awkward in some situations, but in reality, like, you can also build the opposite, like a total connection mm -hmm. with that person and, yeah. and getting into the people and like, and like, we, generally we are like very shy to, like even in the mm -hmm. bus looking, doing eye contact, but yeah. why? Yeah. And, and putting yourself in that vulnerable state during the ex these exercises, mm -hmm. which we, again, like we do during our detox, um, really makes you like, get, get out there. Yeah. Like, like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Like, yeah. You look at people and then you're like, oh my god, like, like I feel so good now, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me anymore. It's, it, it's truly fascinating as an exercise. And uh, that, we did that during the acting, when I did acting classes, yeah. that's why we did it during our exercises. Yeah. And we, you know, that's, that's an activity I think we're going to continue doing to yeah. build self-confidence because, uh, again, people are not used to it. No, I love that. And I know a lot of people that have been very hesitant to do like live streams on, on the internet or even creating videos. And I think a lot of them find, you know, once they dive in and they try it, it's not as hard as they, as they thought, you know. It took me a little while. Like, I remember when I first started making videos, mm -hmm. I used to just show my hands. I never showed my face, and and then gradually, you know, people would tell me you gotta, you know, talk to the people, and and so I do a bit of both now. And it's just after a few times, it just became totally natural. Like it's just, it's yeah. just practice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're ever around Montreal, like I would like welcome you so much to come to uh, do any of our events and stuff. Awesome. And uh, yeah, if we can like do more eye contact and and yeah. and feel more comfortable with ourselves, then. Let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for oh, coming on the podcast. Thank you for having I'm me. so happy yeah. to finally uh, get you on and, and uh, do some collaborations together. It's been such a great ride with, uh, with Creator HQ. And, yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you also so much for the, all the support you give, the, the help you give. And, you know, we wouldn't be doing this right now if, if you didn't take part in our community. Oh, wow, well, that's yeah. just such a, such a wonderful thing. And uh, so we'll see everybody the next time. And thanks so much for watching. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Stories of Starting. Until next time, always remember, your story matters.